Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Glad you could join us for the Big Red Bench on this Sunday evening. Rory O'Hagan, Lauren Guilfoyle here for the next hour, taking you through all the day's action. A busy day of sport, a busy weekend of sport, particularly in the Cork Football Championships. On the show tonight, we will have reaction from Nemo Rangers, St. Finbars, we'll hear from Castlehaven, we'll hear from Town, and we'll hear from Bandon as well. All to come between now and 7pm as well. We're also going to talk to Lizzie Lee. We'll hear from her about her plans uh, for the Olympics and everything else about the Dublin Marathon as well. So that's all to come between now and 7 o'clock right here on the Big Red Bench. We're here until 7 o'clock. Glad you could join us on this Sunday evening. And it has been a very, very busy day indeed. And to get us right up to date, Miss Lauren Guilfoyle, how are you? I'm good, Rory. How are you? I'm good. Great to be in here. Great to be talking sport. It's really, really busy. Um, so I couldn't actually be happier on the sport talking <laughs> radio, considering there was a point... A couple of months back, I didn't think I'd be talking the sport on my radio ever, ever again. This is fantastic. And we're not going to take it for granted, I don't think. Certainly not. <laughs> so yeah, there was a fairly busy weekend, I suppose, in the Premier Senior Football Championship and right across the grades here in the Cork Football Championship. This afternoon, there are a couple of results from that Premier Senior grade. Castlehaven uh, overcame Newcastle one twelve to Newcastle nine points. Castlehaven now top Group B, and Newcastle will face Carberry Rangers for the other qualification spot. While Illin Rovers need to overcome both. Castlehaven and a significant points difference to alleviate relegation fears. In Group A, Ballincollig overcame Clonakilty this afternoon, 217 to 110, and St Finbars overcame Carrigaline, 220 to 110 in Parky Cueve this afternoon. Stephen Sherlock scoring 111 for the Bars, uh, 17 from play, also placing the Bars in top position in that group. In Group C, it was Valley Rovers, 114 to Douglas, 3-5, a three-point victory for the Valleys, while Nemo overcame Bishopstown last night. Nemo currently top that group while both Douglas and Valley Rovers can secure the second qualification spot. In the Senior A Football Championship for my 2-6 Kyler Rovers 2-7 and Dahani's 12 points to Bandon's 12 points so a draw. In the Premier Intermediate Football Championship this afternoon, Newmarket 210 had 11 points. Castletown Bear 4962 to 211. So that's a four point victory for Castletown Bear. And Canturk and Nemo Rangers face off this evening at 7 pm. In the Intermediate A Football Championship, there are also two fixtures down for a decision later on. St. Finbar's meet Glenville at 7 pm in Carrie Navarre and Glanworth face Mayfield also at 7 pm in Blarney. While earlier today in the Intermediate A Championship, it finished Caldallery 112 to Glanmire's 2-8 so that's a one point victory for Kildallery while Kilshanig beat Ahabalog 10 points to Ahabalog 7 and then last night one result from the Senior Camogie Championship in the later fixture Douglas overcame Balancholic 3-16 to 1-12 then on to football uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer will attempt to reach his first final as Manchester United manager tonight. The Red Devils take on Sevilla in the last four of the Europa League. United have been have been beaten in the League Cup and FA Cup semi-finals already this season and Solskjaer is determined that won't happen again. We've learned that it's very painful to lose a semi-final. We're ready. We are um, 
physically definitely ready. Mentally the boys will be ready because semi-final everyone would want to uh, take part and join in and I just want them to enjoy it. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that one kicking off at 8 o'clock tonight and I suppose a chance for Man United to add some silverware to what's been a decent season Solskjaer securing uh, Champions League football for next year and I think he'd like to go now uh, and win the Europa League. It's a kind of a bit weird, those one-legged uh, semi-finals and quarter-finals that we've seen uh, this week and uh, we saw some uh, fantastic drama <laughs> last night with Leon uh, the, defeating Manchester City so uh, I, I'm kind of enjoying these one-legged semi-finals, I have to say. Yeah, they're a bit of a novelty. Manchester, United, Manchester City boss, I should say, but, uh, Pep Guardiola remains hopeful that they will eventually go further than the Champions League quarter-finals. His side suffered heartbreak last night uh, in the last eight for the third year in a row following last night's 3-1 defeat to Leon. Guardiola insists he'll do all he can to improve the club's fortunes in Europe. What these guys has done and deserve, we deserve, you know, to to do it again or to go through and go to reach the semi-finals, but we are not able. So, but life is is how you stand up again, and next season we're going to try again. Yeah, he certainly wasn't wasn't a happy man <laughs> last night, but uh, a good win for Leon last night, some good goals as well, and uh, yeah. In the Scottish Premiership, Rangers are currently facing Livingston. A win for Stephen Gerrard's team will see them go top off the table. It's scoreless there, though, after 60 minutes. While here at home, St. Pat's hosts Shamrock Rovers in the SSE Artricity League. It's currently scoreless there also, uh, heading into the second half. In women's football, closer to home, Cork City lost 3-0 to Champions P-Mount this afternoon in their first home game in the Women's National League. On to golf then, where Seamus Power has overtaken Shane Lowry in the Winham Championship leaderboard on the final day. Power has picked up four shots on the front nine to move up to 10 under par and eight strokes behind Korea's Kim Si-woo, who leads on 18 under. Lowry's level par after two holes of his final round and remains nine under. In sneaker then, Ronnie O'Sullivan is just one frame away from winning his sixth World Championship title. The Rocket leads Kyron Wilson 17-8 after the end of the third session of the decider at the Crucible. The two men will resume the match at 7.30pm. Yeah, sneaking suspicion Ronnie O'Sullivan's going to win that one. <laughs> and then in motorsport, Lewis Hamilton has extended his World Championship lead to 37 points over Red Bull's Max Verstappen. The British driver won the Spanish Grand Prix this afternoon ahead of Verstappen, who is his... F- which is his fourth victory in six races so far this season. And Lewis Hampton looking very, very good indeed. Today should have been an historic day. Today should have been the day where we saw Patrick Horgan <laughs> climb the steps in Croke Park and lift the Liam McCarthy Cup. Today is All-Ireland Hurling Final Day. Well, it was before the pandemic. Do I have to go with that narrative? <laughs> um, being a Clare woman, working into... Pre- <laughs> well, to be fair, the Clare Senior Hurlers should be out in the pitch today celebrating 25-year anniversary of yeah. their victory. Well, yeah. that, That's at one at definite. Least, at least one Clare team would have been in Crow Park today, <laughs> I suppose. Yeah, no, it, it, it's a pity now that we aren't uh, in Crow Park today watching whoever it might be Cork, yeah. um, climbing up those Hogan steps. Um, but I, there's so much club action on it. I don't think too many people are missing it too much. It was only when you tweeted today, you were down in Parky Creek to say, oh, today was all Ireland final. Like, today was all Ireland final day. The world has changed so significantly and so <laughs> drastically over the last couple of months. I forgot that today was going to be all Ireland final day and it would have been Cork's first title in a, a very, very long time. I'm quite <laughs> confident the Cork winning the All-Ireland title have you noticed yeah yeah it seems to be the case alright but who would have known I suppose we were there was a couple of teams uh, showing great form throughout the league and who, who would have known what, what would have happened in the last couple of weeks yeah and Cork months. would have won it yeah, yeah, you're dead right 
yeah. So yeah, today All Ireland hurling final day. Maybe people like Cork, Cork beat Clare. I suppose it didn't happen the, the last time around, but you know. <laughs> oh, it's like that now, is it? Oh, yeah. First time lucky. Bringing up 2013 now. Oh, that was that was a low blow. No need for that whatsoever. I was in good form and all today. I had a dream. I was playing for the Cork hurlers the other night. I had a dream that I was in goal for the Cork hurlers in Parky Cueve, um against Tipperary. And I, all of a sudden I'm just like, oh my God, I'm playing for the Cork hurlers. And then I realised I had no hurley. You kind of need that to play hurling. You need that to play in goal for the Cork hurlers. Yes. So I had to run up. While the game was going on, I had to run over to the sideline. And I said, lads, I've no hurley. Can I have a hurley? They're like, what size is I said, 30. And they said, we don't have children's hurleys here. <laughs> Because I'm a very, very short person. I don't need a very, very big hurley. Do you know, it wouldn't be the first time that uh, the Cork goalkeeper would be missing some equipment. You know, a couple of years ago, the Clare backroom team <laughs> did actually steal the, the balls from the, the nets. I so about that, yeah. <laughs> there is a precedent there already. Yeah, Slittergate. So, that's, <laughs> so I, I think that must be an anxiety dream that I had because it's kind of like, you know, those dreams where you've no homework done for school and you wake up going, I was all a dream. So obviously me thinking I'm a Cork obviously up to Cork hurling standard and playing a goal with Nor Hurley I'm like there's probably a deeper meaning to that if you I'm sure Anthony Nash is definitely um, at home concerned now over that dream on right I would think it's giving him anxiety I'm sure well actually if you're listening at home and coming for your job buddy um, just need to learn how to play hurling and learn how to specialise as a goalkeeper in the next what couple of weeks and I reckon I'll be able to take his starting spot yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just make sure I go hurley uh, <laughs> on the day. All right. Uh, as Lauren was mentioning, a very, very busy day indeed uh, today uh, in the uh, Senior Football Championship. Uh, we're going to start uh, down in Parky Cueve because St. Finbars uh, continued their winning ways in the uh, Premier Senior Football Championship. They defeated Carrigaline today to top their group heading into the final round. Uh, they played, uh, they managed uh, 216 from play, 1 7. Stephen Sherlock 1 4 from the boot of Killian Myers Murray. Paul Keysbar said 13 points to spare. The final Results 220 to Carrick Lines 110. Lauren has been speaking uh, to the manager, Paul O'Keefe. Coming into the game, my fear was that Carrick Line had everything to lose. You know, they, they, you know this, this was their kind of uh, championship moment in terms of staying in the championship. So there was a big worry for us coming in. You know, like the only thing I suppose, look, we trained really well all week. So I felt that there was a big performance in us, all right. Like, you know, so look, just delighted with, with that end, you know, with, with that outcome. Like, it was fantastic, you know. So the amount of space that your forwards were given they did definitely capitalised on that in terms of the scoreboard oh yeah look the movement is great look, look you know I suppose look we have a dangerous in, inside full forward line you know so look they, they made the most of, most of it you know and look there was good ball going in you know and that's something we'd be conscious of in training as well like you know so uh, no look just delighted with the, with the performance all around the return from play actually was, was quite significant Sherlock with 1-7 and I think Myers Murray got 1-5 so you must be happy enough with that yeah sure look if you're inside <laughs> forward to do that kind of damage you'll be happy all day with it you know so yeah look the lads are in great form and, and Killian is coming into a really good vein of form uh, in the last few games we played a challenge match last week against Mallow he was in great form you know so I was kind of half expecting that the two boys would be in, 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 in good fettle today like so it, it all worked out well any particular aspects of your 
performance today that you might work on I suppose coming into the next couple of weeks yeah look I suppose there's always take take home points you know um, I suppose if we'll go and look at the video tonight um, and there's always kind of in hindsight that you'll, you'll pick out a few pointers you know but look you know any day that you're scoring kind of 220 you, you know there isn't too much of a problem with your performance like you know but I'm sure there's things that we look at uh, you know I probably I, I suppose if we created a few goal chances in the first half that we didn't convert you know so um, so look that's something that we probably need to work on you know but uh, yeah but sure look I'm happy out you know so How did you find uh, playing in, in an empty I suppose Parky Cueve? Yeah look I, you know I suppose I was done with the hurlers uh, against the Glen and stuff and there's still a bit of an atmosphere even though there's only 200 in there you still get that kind of feel for it you know be great if there was more like but I suppose look in the current climate with the numbers climbing and all the rest of it it's that's going to be an issue going forward but it, it, look it's championship in the end of the day you know so yeah, you still get that little bit of a vibe from the from even the small crowd that's there like so it's, it, it still feels like championship Is that a concern for you with the numbers rising are you perhaps looking at every game as potentially maybe your last Oh geez, yeah look I suppose with the numbers last night uh, I was kind of really demoralised looking at that you know you're kind of wondering will we get to finish the, the championship out you know um, and it's a real concern going forward you know uh, I suppose like the job that I'm doing as a, as a GP as well look you kind of you, you get a feel for it on the ground probably before the numbers come up you know so look I'm just kind of hoping that Cork kind of stays if you want to be really selfish about it that, that our numbers in Cork stay down and we can finish the championship you know uh, I just feel look it would be a shame look I think, I think we're in a really uh, good Farm with low injuries this year, you know. So I think we have a very good chance of having a rattle off it, you know. So I'd be gutted uh, if the whole thing is pulled, you know. But look, you know, all for the greater good in the end of the day, you know. And speaking of that last group game, you're now in a pretty much a, a pole position for that game against Clan. Yeah, look, I, I suppose look, Clan still have something to fight for, you know. So look, you can never be too complacent going into a game, you know. Um, and look, it's just for us. Look, it's just another game, you know. Look, there, you know, there's a semi-final spot to, to, to look at as well, you know. Without, you know, I'd never underestimate Clan Kilty. Look, on their day, they're, they're they're a good side, you know. They've got a kind of marquee names and stuff, you know. So they can trouble anybody on their day. And look, again, look, it's 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 their championship is over if if they don't beat us, you know. So look, um, so look, we'll be taking that game very seriously as well going into it. You know, we won't be complacent going in anyway. That's for sure. That's Paul O'Keefe there of the Bar speaking after their win today, two twenty to one ten. Suggests a very comfortable win. Uh, win, Lauren, was it? It was. There was a lot of skill on show, but I suppose that the outcome was never really in doubt. I think Finbar's kind of had control of that game from the get go. They never looked like they were going to alleviate mm-hmm. any sort of possession really at all. Um, a huge. Uh, score from play from the Bears 2-16 um, mm. they weren't awarded many freeze I suppose to, to, to go on and convert um, only two came from freeze but yeah a, a very impressive performance from Stephen Sherlock as well as Killian Myers-Murray um, Stephen Sherlock getting one eleven, one seven from play mm. and then Killian Myers-Murray getting one four from play uh, so yeah hugely impressive yeah, two wins from then two so they're top of the group heading into the final round so um, looking very very good and very very solid Absolutely, yeah. They're playing Clan now in the next game, so I think Clan are, are going to need to to win after their uh, defeat today against uh, Carrigaline, wasn't mm. it? Yeah, Carrigaline. Oh, sorry, no, Ballincollig, I should say. Um, so yeah, that that'll be an interesting one. Um, Finbars will obviously want to top that group to get that easier draw, and Clan Kilty will need to win to, to to qualify. So all to play for. What was it like being in Parky Cueve, a virtually empty Parky Cueve today? It must have been kind of eerie, I'd say, was it? It was. It, it didn't seem so until the national anthem was played and yeah. everyone stood up and were kind of looking around and there was literally no one because the, the whole opposite yeah. stand was empty bar the uh, the subs of uh, Carrigaline. So 
Yeah, ear. Because you weren't in the main stand, were you? No, just the uh, the cargo line subs were the only um, people over in the main stand. Even the media were were situated over in the in the other side. I suppose it's it's a bit smaller and added a little bit to the atmosphere. But um, yeah, yeah, it was very strange. Must've been weird. I'd imagine, like uh, in a stadium that size, the voice just bouncing around. Stadium. You do hear yeah, a cool. lot more, even at the water breaks. You're, you're, you get a good insight into what the management are actually saying. And I think at one point in the second water break, the uh, the bars management nearly kind of had to remind themselves to keep it cool <laughs> a little bit because we would hear absolutely everything. Yeah, um, yeah, but it is weird, I suppose. Like in a stadium that size and only 200 people allowed into it, it yeah it's very strange and we, we like we're nearly all within one section because the section is that large you know and uh, we, we definitely or it, it's a pity that we can't have more fans there obviously I'm sure there are plenty around the around the county that that would like to be at those matches and, and, and that game today wasn't streamed either so yeah, um, yeah it's a pity because there, there was such skill on show we've seen a, a, a huge amount of, of, of very skillful uh, points taken from play today actually that it, it, it's unfortunate that no one got to see them but I suppose we're trying to create somewhat of an atmosphere through Twitter updates and whatnot. Yeah <laughs> it's not quite the same no. I know what you mean though um, but look with the, the, the COVID cases being what they are and seemingly rising it doesn't look likely that that 200 limit is going to be I suppose increased anytime soon although we certainly hope it will be but yeah. I wouldn't be um, I wouldn't be banking on it anytime soon No and even over the weekend you see a couple of counties are actually limiting or, or taking away uh, the supporters from their group games I think Leitrim this weekend uh, made their games uh, all be played behind closed doors and Clare are doing that at the moment as well mm. so I think we might start to see that potentially happening but that could be on a county by county basis mm. and I don't want the, the Cork numbers aren't rising too too quickly yeah. which is great to see uh, I suppose we've seen a couple of clubs having to close for, for COVID related cases and that seems to be um, happening a bit more frequently and I suppose it's the nature of it it's, go- it's going to continue happening I guess it is yeah we're seeing it in, in a number of different counties and different clubs um, everyone does seem to be quite precautious and we aren't hearing of any outbreaks in clubs mm-hmm. which is obviously a positive uh, but it's it, it hasn't been a good week for sport I think and then that's across not only GEA but rugby soccer mm-hmm. and, and a number of different sports and then in the UK you see like the crucible in the snooker um, in a, a venue uh, with a capacity of 900, 300 people inside in the crucible. And I didn't see many masks on in that coverage. It's it's frightening. Yeah, no, it's sometimes like that. Even I didn't, if you're noticing different videos now when you're kind of shuddering when you do see people in close contact, maybe <laughs> even videos that were obviously recorded well before COVID. But I think we're all conditioned now to, to think that we should not be close to anybody at all. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a weird one. It's a strange kind of reality we're currently living in. But uh, the one we have to, to deal when I suppose make the most of and hopefully everyone stays safe and hopefully hopefully um, sport can continue alright going to talk uh, Gaelic Games again going to talk Castlehaven uh, they ensure they'll top uh, Group B of the Bon Secures Hospital Cork Premier Senior Football Championship as they beat Newstown 112 to 9 points at Skibber Ring today Mark Collins freeze are important as the Haven led by 8 points to 3 at half time but Newstown put up a spirited response in the second half 2 points and David Buckley helped them cut the lead to 2 points that was as close as they came though and the Haven secured the win with points from Collins and Conor O'Driscoll before Michael Hurley got a clinching goal at the death Dennis Hurley's been speaking to Haven manager James McCarthy it's a job done like you, you knew coming here that if you won you were going to top the group into the quarterfinal so it's the, the primary aim achieved yeah so it looked delighted um, I suppose we knew what we were facing in New Sound like uh, they're one club with some fierce um, admiration for what they're yeah. doing at hurling and football um, 
doctor maybe they were coming in one foot uh, one hand behind their back. Yeah. So we wanted to hit them early, but we knew what we were facing. So we we, we picked our team based on what we were facing, and okay. it, worked, it worked the dream. The yeah, twenty minutes, and um, we had a very bad quarter. Both giving that. They threw the kitchen sink at us so yeah. and they gave us everything. We freshened it up the last quarter and we got in top again. Yeah, you were kind of living your wits a bit like they had a free to come back to two points and you know, you'd have expected to go over, hit the post and, yeah. and then he went straight up and went four ahead yeah. and clinched it down with the, the goal. Like. Yeah, we think, and we, or we had a couple of bad wides maybe. Yeah. The, the second, the first quarter of the second half, we had about two bad wides in front of the goal there, just wrong selection. Yeah. And maybe we're on for goal, Jack Allen was on for goal one time and he had two options. Yeah. Both called for it, he didn't know which way he cut for overcarrying. But look, at the end of the day, I take this. Yeah. Uh, with the virus and the shit that was going on. Uh, uh, to be in the quarter point of the county is yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. And still something to play for in the last game and that he could kind of take the semi final spot if he had yeah. good enough results. Well, I suppose me more pole position there yeah. now, but what we'll be doing is setting up again tomorrow morning, getting ready to play Island Roberts and get a result and see what it'll take. That's James McCarthy there, Castlehaven manager, uh, speaking to Dennis after their win today. At one twelve to 9 points uh, uh, at Skibreen today is the scoreline as, as they beat Newcestown in that West Corp, Cork uh, group of death. Going to hear now from our Newcestown boss, Tom Wilson, also speaking to Dennis. Tough one, I, I suppose, kind of game you were expecting. Um, yeah, it didn't go away, but bottom line is, you know what you have to do next time out. Well, we weren't ready for the, I suppose, the intensity of it at yeah. the start. We looked off it or whatever. And look, but that's the I suppose thing. the reality is, yeah, you, yeah. Can, you can't have two masters. Uh, not in the, the, the short turnaround that we were expected to do. Yeah. Um, like, the reality is after last Saturday night, the lads had a... The, 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 the recovery session on Monday night yeah. where there was no ball ran out and we, we had a nice training on Thursday like it's just like I mean if we were trying to do more yeah. we would only be trying to flex of course yeah, yeah. you know um, so that's that's the way it was um, we um, we were I suppose gave ourselves a great chance in the third quarter then yeah. uh, and then we had a couple of injuries or whatever and the whole thing kind of Change momentum again and whatever, and you know, we ended up really disappointed. I suppose that they got the goal from, from, from where we should have had, yeah, yeah. had a point, and yeah. we had been within two or three points in the, in the end. I suppose we'd have been said, Look, that was fair enough. Yeah. Um, we weren't, it looked, like a, it looked like a bit of a beating, but I don't think it really yeah, reflected yeah. The, the, the way the second half went. Yeah, but uh, I suppose at least, you know, you're going to the Cabaret Rangers game now, and it's, well, a draw would actually do we, I suppose, and scoring difference would effectively winner takes all, like... Don't tell them that. Yeah. Don't, don't, okay. don't tell them that. It's winner takes all. Yeah. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, you go and you win your game, and, yeah. you, and, and, you, and you get into the quarterfinal the proper way. That's, that, that, that's the way we'll be looking at it. Towns, uh, Tom Wilson there speaking to Dennis after uh, today's uh, defeat to Castlehaven. All right, uh, 2019 champions Nemo Rangers still on track to retain their title as they had a uh, big win over Bishopstown last night, 217 to six points. So how it finished in Porky Win. Bishopstown were held to just a point in the second half as well. That came through a 45 in the final quarter. That's that which I suppose indicative of the amount of possession gained by Nemo throughout the pitch. And that was after as well the sending off of uh, halftime substitute Conor O'Donovan. He saw red just after the restart in an off-the-ball incident. Now, Lauren was at the game last night and spoke to Nemo boss Paul O'Donovan. Paul, two wins from two. I presume that's exactly where you wanted to be at the start of the, of the season. It is, of course. Um, it takes the pressure off the third game, even though depending on tomorrow, no, how Valleys get on with Douglas. If Valleys were to win, 
and Douglas were to beat us, we were all two wins each. Then if they were, to, if Valleys were to beat Bishopstone, so I think uh, to be so to be safe, we need to win our third game as well. Two will probably see you coming out of the group, but you need to win your third game also. Took a few minutes to get the engines going today. It did, I suppose. They started. It's very physical, and uh, I thought we responded well to it. We were a point up from a free at the start, and then they got three. We were three one down, but I thought we reacted well, and we we. Um, they only got two more points in the first half I think we went off at half time it was a 1-8 to 5 up and then in the second half despite being a man down for 20 minutes I'd say we, I thought we'd control the game Plenty of stats that I'm sure will illustrate how stable a performance it actually was across the pitch you only conceded one score in, in the second half and that was from a place ball yeah. but I suppose the, the the key factor I think for me today was the delivery into the full forward line and even the acceptance in that full forward line of those balls yeah I thought um, all three the lads inside Mark um, uh, Luke and Conor Horgan showed very well and once they went in they held on to it and they used it well they took the right option the majority of times a couple of times now I felt we could have used it a bit better but uh, the majority of times and if you can get that right in most games that fellas do the right thing the majority of times then you're going to be there or thereabouts if you can avoid turnovers turnovers is a big thing for us That red card incident is that something that you saw or what's your opinion on that? Well, I was going down the field so I looked, I looked down the field and then I heard a voice as I turned back in and there seemed to be four or five guys exchanging pleasantries um, I don't know how to I think someone must have mentioned something and or 13 got a red so that's it and is that something that I presume you'll appeal heading into that third group game from the chat and the sideline here you could if you would video evidence but I, I don't know have, has anyone videoed it we actually have videoed but whether it is captured in the video if, if, if he's innocent of course we'll appeal it but if he did something wrong you just take it on the chin and get on with it despite being a man down for the last 25 minutes or so it didn't seem to affect you at all no, and that was due to work rate, massive work rate. We were very fortunate, actually. We just got the goal after it, and then we had the break. Mm-hmm. So uh, we were able to regroup and organise ourselves. And uh, I felt just once we were quite happy to concede the kickouts then from then on, because we were outnumbered. They got a black card just after that then, so that evened it up again. So we were able to press again. And I just felt that uh, I thought we saw the game. We just were comfortable in the end. Mark Cronin came back into the team today. He had a brilliant second-half performance. How are the rest of those injuries faring um, hopefully, you no. Know, we'd have like Kevin Fulignati's back and available. Um, Connor Shalhoub's back and available. They were on the line tonight. We've intermediate tomorrow night, so we're reluctant to bring fellas on unnecessarily. Um, uh, Alan O'Donovan hopefully back for the next day. Um, Ian O'Reilly hopefully back. So uh, things are looking good. I think the key to it, because of the situation you're going into with quarter, semi, and final, and the one three weekends, you need to have a full panel to pick from. So it'd be nice to have those guys back and available. Anything in particular that you're going to work on? In the next next couple of weeks ahead of that Douglas match? Uh, no, just uh, trying up our performance, trying to increase our fitness levels slightly. We're almost there. A small bit of work on fitness levels. We've hurling now in 10 days' time, so we'll be doing hurling for the next 10 days. And it'll be back to football then for 10 days before we play again. So um, it's just work on our game management, our turnovers, keep turnovers to a minimum. That's our, that's our goal in every game. Great, thanks so much. Thank you. Yeah, it's Paula Donovan there of Nemo Rangers speaking to Lauren after last night's win over Bishop's Town. 217 to 6 points was how it finished in Porky Rain. Were Nemo that good or were Bishop's Town that poor, Lauren? Nemo were that good. Uh, they had a huge amount of possession, especially in the second half. I think if you were to look at one of those heat maps, if, if ever we had that kind of technology in Porky Rain, I think most of it would be um, within... Uh, the the half of of Bishopstown I suppose uh, barely got the ball past the actual the halfway line and when, when they did they uh, it resulted in a forty five that they converted but up until about forty five minutes in and um, they actually or that the, 
the first or the third quarter I should say they hadn't scored or they hadn't threatened to score um, and that was just down to Nemo's work rate um, consistently trying to create scores um, the delivery of ball to their full forward line was immense but also like the acceptance of it like they they, they, they were trying to create scores every single time they mm-hmm. had possession within that uh, that f- full forward line and it's just kind of indicative of the uh, of the work rate that, that they put in um, so yeah I was hugely impressed by Nemo uh, last night and Mark Cronin playing very well last night play, scoring 1-4 uh, 1-3 from play as well Luke Connolly with 8 points last night 6 of those from free so their forward line is certainly uh, clicking and seems to be clicking early yes absolutely and they did have that, that player sent off early into the yeah, second half yeah what happened half. there well, I don't think anyone really knows. So the 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 ball had been um was in Bishopstown possession. They kicked it down through I suppose the 45 down through the 65 and then commotion started back around the kind of between the 21 and the 45 and there was a big group of people. Um three players were singled out, two Nemo and one Bishopstown and it was Conor O'Donovan who had just been in, uh, introduced at half time. So he was uh wearing number 13 but was introdu- introduced at half time and he got sent to the line on a straight red card um, no one really seems to know what happened as I said the ball had moved on so we had all kind of moved on with it um, mm-hmm. so I, I, I couldn't actually tell you what happened um, he did plead his, his innocence to me afterwards um, but that's not going to hold up I think in a, in a court of law so unless now Nemo have some sort of video evidence uh, on that I don't know how they might actually go and appeal that yeah. but um, yeah it looks like he'll be missing the next day um, so Nemo defending champions um, a lot of talk with them like going on and, and retaining that title uh, this year I know it's very very early doors but I mean like when you're looking this good after two games I mean like I suppose the favourite tag I suppose justified Absolutely and obviously I've only seen two games this weekend but they were by far the uh, the most impressive um, <clears throat> of the weekend they are facing um, they're facing Douglas in the, in the next round Nemo uh, probably will qualify they have a huge scoring difference so they're plus 22 at the moment Douglas do need to win that next game to qualify so that will be an interesting um, an interesting clash and I'm sure there's probably a, somewhat of a rivalry between those two teams and no one is going <laughs> to want to be sure. leaving that game uh, dropping any points so yeah I think that'll be an interesting clash next day out Interesting line in uh, Owen Cormacan's report in the examiner today it says that an Nemo's half back line scored more from play than their opponents which I suppose kind of just shows <laughs> Nemo's dominance last night that's true yeah that's 1-2 from play um, that they scored yesterday so uh, yeah exactly it just shows the amount of dominance they had and the, their cleverness on the ball as well I think you can have the best footballers out there but if you can't create scores um, or create good plays then you're kind of you're, you're, you have a lot, a lot of work to do <laughs> Alright so a good win uh, for Nemo Rangers last night we're going to take a quick break when we come back uh, going to hear from uh, Bandon after their draw today The Big Red Bench Saturday and Sunday from 6pm Delighted you could join us on the Big Red Bench on this Sunday evening. Rory and Lauren are here until 7pm this evening. And if you'd like to send us a message, you can text us 0868104106. You can tweet us as well at Big Red Bench. It's uh, finished scores between Livingston and Rangers in the Scottish Premiership. Uh, that means that Rangers go top of the table uh, by virtue of goal difference over Hibs. Uh, they have 10 points uh, from their opening four games. Of course, Celtic uh, not playing this week because they were very, very bold boys and uh, have no games this week were you to play Aberdeen today who are also bold boys and they didn't play today um, but Nicholas Sturgeon the uh, Scottish First Minister came out earlier in the week basically saying that Scottish football was on its yellow card and she didn't want to have to shut down the season but she would I like the way you're calling them bold boys that's very <laughs> uh, politically correct I suppose uh, word to use 
Yeah, it's it's accurate. I mean, <laughs> what Bolly Bolingoli did uh, for Celtic was absolutely ridiculous. You can't fly to Spain, not tell your club, and then not quarantine when you come back. It was absolutely ludicrous. So uh, Celtic uh, with no games this week, so they're now six points off the pace. Uh, but you can be sure they'll get that back uh, as soon as they uh, start playing uh, again. And uh, same Pats and Shamrock Rovers scoreless after 76 minutes uh, in the Cesar uh, Tristan League Premier Division. Uh, same Pats sound to uh, 10 men as well former Cork City defender Shane Griffin uh, given his marching orders after uh, two yellow cards one in the 37th minute uh, and one in the 49th minute so it's uh St. Pat's holding the leaders uh, Shamrock Rovers their score Shamrock Rovers looking very very solid so far this season definitely the team to beat and uh, look like they're the team to catch and of course Cork City that fantastic win on Friday night against Sligo Rovers which will I'm sure will imbue some massive confidence for the Rebel Army going forward particularly after winning over Longford as well in the Cup last Tuesday night so uh, a good week uh, for Cork City indeed alright going to uh, stick with Gaelic Games and uh, in the Senior A Football Championship today Day. Bandon and Donnie's uh, played out 12 points apiece draw uh, earlier on this afternoon. Jeremy McCarthy there for us and spoke to Donald Keller. Okay, Donald Keller of Bandon. Uh, 12 points apiece, a draw with Donnie's after a cracking West Cork derby. You were winning it, then they came back late. It looked like they'd won it and a late point earned you a draw. How do you assess your team's performance? It was a local derby. It was always going to be a big match for both sides. Donnie's lost their first match, so they were definitely coming to go for a result here. If you asked me to start for the match, would we have taken a draw? We would. We'd have been very happy and are we happy to get a draw the way we played? We are, because we didn't play well. Yeah, you kicked some poor wides. So did they know, to be fair, but you kicked some wides you normally associate you with, with scoring. Yeah, look, I think that's down to Don, isn't that work rate in particular? They made our life very difficult. They had a game plan. It was very effective. They used an extra man up and down the pitch that we never seemed to counter throughout the game. And we have a lot of work to do over the next uh, three weeks before we play for my because, you know, we made a lot of simple errors. We lost a lot of turnovers. We had a lot of silly wides. Um, our work rate wasn't anywhere near where it should be for a team that we had against Clyde. Considering the form of the championship, you do have that third game now against the Formai team who threw away a lead against Clyde and lost today. So there's a lot ready on that game. There's a huge amount ready in that game. Um, like Formai are a big team. They're a good team. They uh, they beat Castlehaven in the first match last year on Brinney. So they'll they'll be coming with a feeling a little bit bruised after the game today against Clyde. So, you know, there's no easy game in this. Sure. There's no easy game. Every game is a tough game. And there's a lot to play for. Every game is a cup final. And just, there was a lot of positives the result too in fairness I know it didn't go your way at the end of the day but there were some fantastic scores and some great individual performances there were some excellent performances like we're we're building a team over the next two or three years we're building youth and a mixture of experience and that's going to take a time for the lads to get to know each other so if you ask me to start the list if we had three points on the board after two games I'd have taken it that's Bandon boss Donald Kelleher there speaking uh, to Jeremy McCarthy after their 12 points apiece draw uh, with Donnie's in the Senior A Football Championship earlier on today I caught up with Jeremy McCarthy actually earlier on today to chat about uh, the weekend's uh, Gaelic Games action and uh, where we're all headed heading into the final week Alright to look over uh, some of the weekend's action we're joined by the Big Red Bench's own Jeremy McCarthy Jer, how are you sir? I'm very good, Rory. Back from holidays, refreshed and already wrecked from all the matches. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of matches this weekend, uh, particularly in the, the Premier Senior Football Championship. Uh, busy weekend, moving day, I suppose, the the, the second uh, series of matches. And already, Nemo Rangers looking like the team to catch and the team to beat. 
yeah, a very comprehensive victory over Bishop Stone, uh, which was covered on the uh, Big Red Bench Twitter feed by Lauren Gilfoyle last night and uh, a very, very impressive performance Grant. Um, they were down to 14 men for, for, a, for a period of that match but it looks like Nemo are being their usual selves very commanding and you'd have to think Rory that the way the format of the championship is working this year and that there's no big gaps between their owns the likes of Nemo are going to benefit from it and they showed last night that they're still the team to beat yeah, certainly so. I mean, like, um, they have kind of hit the ground running, I suppose, scoring well. And as you mentioned, being down to 14 men last night uh, and still performing so very, very well. I think um, Bishopstown didn't score a point in the second half until the 55th minute, which just shows you, I suppose, how good defensively they are on top of their scoring prowess. Yeah, and Paul Donovan would have them well, uh, well, well schooled on that. And like you look at teams like Nemo and the talent, and certainly one to fifteen, but also coming off the bench, they looked like, as I said, um, last night was was a game you would expect them to win. But the margin of victory and the manner of victory, I think, will make all your favourites sit up and take notice. And the big one in West Cork last night as well, Carberry Rangers back on track and a good win for them last night, finishing strong to be able to win. It was, and they had to. They, they were pushed to the pin of their collar by another. Rovers team that defeated them in the opening round the previous season so I interviewed Brian Shanahan their, uh, their full back earlier in the week and he had he had mentioned the fact that they weren't taking them lightly whatsoever um, a good victory lead our work back from injury the Cork senior footballer John O'Rourke back and in the absence of John Hayes as well who's out we don't know for how much longer but um it was important that our work was there down the stretch. They got the important scores, but a good performance from Mullen Rovers to push them all the way to the third quarter. But um, I think experience again, the key here for Carby Rangers, not panicking and getting the victory. Yeah, certainly so. And Castlehaven uh, in that West Cork group of that today with a, a good win over New System. Yes, the best named group ever in the history of Cork Senior <laughs> Football, the group of death uh, down here in West Cork. Um, <laughs> Not unexpectedly a close game. I think Newcastle have been going very, very well both in football and hurling recently. It's a dual club. It's pretty much the same bunch of players. But I was impressed uh, just watching on the Irish Examiner again. Well done to the Examiner. Another superb feed um, on that game. And the, the goal early in the game is what decided it. Mm-hmm. I can say that um, even though Newcastle put up a good fight, the, the expected result. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's the, the West Cork group at that. So it's all kind of finally uh, finally paused, I suppose, heading into the final uh, final group of games. It is, and because Castlehaven um, now have two wins, but Carby Rangers will be going into that game against Newcastle needing victory um, to progress, and that's that's the beauty of the way the the county board have designed the groups. Now, I'd be on, first, I'd be honest, and I'd admit it at the start, I wasn't a fan of the group format, but when it first came out, I, I doubted that it would have the impact that it has had. But in fairness to the county board, they've gotten it right because we have games for teams who want to avoid relegation. Most of the final rounds of group games, both at senior, premier, senior, and senior. And you're um, a good win for Ballancolic today, as they beat Clonakilty. It was again that Ballancolic had to win, and I suppose they did so in style against Clon today. They did. Uh, Rory and they got off to the best possible start because they got seven points in the opening 15 minutes and held Clon scoreless. Um, Keane Dorgan had a fine outing uh, for Ballancolic and as you said like when the chips were down today and they had to get that victory and they were more than deserving winners Clon be disappointed because they didn't really get going until it was too late um, and it does now even though they have a victory under their belts it puts them under pressure heading into their last game against uh, the Bars Jerry, mm. you've been at a number of uh, Senior A Football Championship games uh, this weekend um, what's the state of play I mean like uh, how are we looking in the Senior A Football Championship 
Um, the, the the past weekend, I mean, currently, uh, Bandon and Donnie's, there's only a point between them at halftime here, um, out in Ayol in West Cork. It's a West Cork derby, a really, really good game of football. Um, yesterday evening, I saw another West Cork team, Skibbereen O'Donovan Rossa, um, they were put to the pin of their collar by Bannon Gary, um, in a really, really tight match. Um, Dylan Horan, um, and, uh, Don Logue Hadnett, former Cork player who's on his, on the way back from a big injury, were hugely important, uh, to skip there because they got their second win in a row, which means they have qualified heading into their final game but Ballingary put in a decent effort um, and if they can repeat that effort in their final game they should be okay but it's still very very tight in each of the groups there um, and that's the interesting thing at this stage of the season that there's no out and out uh, you know, favourite coming out of this actual grade which was the expectation at the start following the draw but I do like the look of Donovan Rossa, they're a team that um, have plenty of experience, a lot of youth, they were missing Kevin Davis as well yesterday, one of their talismanic forwards and they got a good win and they'll be a team to watch in the closing stages as will the likes of St. Michael's um, um, who also uh, are looking good at this stage of the season. And Joe, I suppose overall, I mean, we're two games into the group stages now. I mean, like overall, the group stage, the group format seems to have gone down massively well and seems to be a, a tremendous success. It does, um, and that does surprise me because I was somebody that wasn't a big fan of it when it was first mooted, and I was less of a fan of it. Coming out of the COVID, um, you know, the lockdown, thinking that a straight knockout would be the best thing, but in fairness to the county board, they've gotten things right. I think there's something to play for in every game. Each team is going for it, and even if you've lost your last your first two games, you now face the prospect of a relegation playoff, which really means you have to do the business in your final group game. So, I, I, And I think that's been mirrored by the fact that there's been no issue with getting Getting people in with tickets with the limited crowds mm. and there's been demand for tickets which is encouraging even, as well as that and I'd also cross over into the hurling with that as well Rory because it seems to be the exact same with the hurling the format is definitely suiting it and you know if you lose two games normally in the championship you're gone whereas no you have a third chance in your final group game to do something about it but um, I am looking forward to the knockout stage like everybody else but it has been a pleasant surprise I would say is the best way to describe it thus far Alright Gerard thanks for that much we'll soon Cheers right. talk soon that's Jeremy McCarthy there uh, speaking to us about all the weekend's games and indeed uh, the group format, Lauren, which seems to have gone down uh, quite well and as Jer mentioned, uh, going into the last series of games, like in every group almost, there seems to be something to play for. There is absolutely and I think everyone wants obviously wants to qualify as well as avoid that that last uh, fourth relegation spot. Mm. So I do, ha- I have had the calculator out for a bit, let me run through them. <laughs> um, so group A, uh, we have Fittenberg is leading that group at the moment. They've had, they have two victories so they're on four points and they have a score difference of 19 um, so they're pretty much going to uh, get qualified from that group then we have Ballincollig and Clannacilty both on two points Ballincollig have a plus four score difference Clannacilty are on minus three and Carrigline are at the bottom of that group with a, a, no points on the board and a minus 20 score difference so in the final round of Group A Finbars will face Clann uh, Finbars will progress and as I said earlier Clannacilty need to win that um, in order to progress and then Ballincollig will face Carrigline uh, so again Ballincollig need to win that and then more than likely will come down to either head-to-head if they both um, end on the same um, amount of points and then if not it'll go to score difference. Mm-hmm. So that is Group A. Then into Group B we have Castlehaven are currently leading that. They have four points on the board and a plus 11 score difference. Then behind them um, is Newcastown and Carberry Rangers. So Newcastown are on two points and they have a plus 12 score difference while Carberry Rangers have a plus one score difference. So there's a bit of a, a bit of a difference there I suppose, yeah. pardon the pun. Um, and then Illin Rovers uh, have no points on the board 
board and they have a minus 24 scoring difference so they pretty much seem to be facing into the, the relegation uh, playoff with that so in the final round of fixtures there Neustadtown face Carberry Rangers um, and that's uh, a winner takes all really um, the winner of that will most likely qualify and then Castlehaven uh, face Illin Rovers Castlehaven as we said are leading that group then into group C we have Nemo Rangers are ahead there they have four points on the board so two victories from two games and they have a plus 22 score difference so last night obviously um, would have boosted that then behind them Douglas and Valley Rovers are both on two points um, both have two points on the board Douglas with a plus two scoring difference and Valley Rovers with a minus two scoring difference and then at the bottom of that table we've Bishopstown who uh, have no points on the board and a minus 22 scoring difference and I suppose mm. it's been a difficult couple of weeks for Bishopstown they, they've lost both opening round uh, games in hurling and football so it hasn't been a, a pleasant championship campaign so far it's always been a dual club as well I guess yeah absolutely so in the final round of games there Nemo played Douglas and Valley Rovers played Bishopstown so both Douglas and Valley Rovers need to uh, win to aim to qualify there Um, and then there is when it comes to relegation there are three groups of course and it's the worst two uh, based on scoring difference that Mm -hmm. will progress to the relegation final there Um, so there's a lot to play for in that final round yeah, certainly going to be a very, very exciting final round of games. I suppose that's what the, the group format um, gives you as well, I suppose. It gives you that drama, that intrigue going into the final round. So plenty to, to look forward to in the uh, the final round of games. Uh, I'm going to talk uh, Camogie now uh, for a bit as well. And I suppose uh, you just mentioned to me as well, uh, Nemo Rangers playing their first game in 40 years. They played their first game in 40 years there. I think it was Friday evening. Um, they, it, it didn't go the way they probably wanted, but I think it's the, the participation that counts really in that one. So it's great to see uh, some, some clubs. Uh, returning to the to the camogie scene I think we can always do with, with more clubs and more clubs part- part- participating I should mm-hmm. say and uh, the, the scores as well from the weekend there's a, a couple of games uh, this weekend and uh, you've got the scores yeah so the Senior Club Camogie Championship uh, there was a couple of games played across the weekend so la- yesterday I should say Douglas faced Ballincollig Douglas won that game 316 to Ballincollig's 112 Town also had a handful to spare over Immokili um, it can be said so Town 615 to Immokili's 16 um, and then probably the glamour tie of the weekend Saris played Clodov um, and Saris were victorious there 115 to out of nine points and um, so that is the results from the Senior Club Camogie Championship in Cork um, I'm sure Paddy Murray will be keeping a close mm-hmm. eye on proceedings there um, he has a big task ahead of him coming into the inter-county season I think the, the, uh, the, the added motivation this year um, considering that they didn't make the, the, the big day in September yeah. last year I think it probably hurt a lot of those Cork girls mm-hmm. um, seeing them not being involved in that occasion um, so yeah it's, a, it's an interesting club championship yeah, and the the county or the the county championships as well, um, or the inter county championships starting in October as well. So uh, a little bit of time left, but not that much time. <laughs> when you say October, you think it's miles away. It's two months away. Yeah. So the the club final here in Cork is down for September twenty seventh, and of course that's with an asterisk beside it yeah. hoping everything goes well um, and then the inter-county season is down to throw in on October 17th um, and the final of the Camogie Championship will be held on December 12th um, which is a Saturday evening in Crow Park it's going to be a stand-alone fixture which will be an interesting occasion in itself it has been tri- a triple header yeah. in the last couple of years with Premier Junior and Intermediate and I suppose that they have struggled to get attendances um, I know they had a, a record attendance last year just short of 25,000 um, a little bit behind of course the, the ladies football yeah, yeah. Um, fixtures so yeah that's going to be an interesting occasion but I think to be honest 
Potty Murray and, and the Cork crew probably won't care how many no. are there to watch them if they are lifting that O'Duffy Cup. Yeah, fingers crossed that they will be. Um, I suppose you can't really have a triple header considering like no. the state of the pitch in December 1st off. <laughs> But also, I suppose, with uh, social distancing being as it is, and we don't know what way the country's going to look like in, in four months' time. Uh, so the triple, it's disappointing, I suppose, for the uh, the other grades not having their big deal in Crow Park. Yeah, absolutely. And Crow Park is going to be we're so busy that December, so we have a, a n- numerous All Ireland finals. So we'll have like on different days as well. So we'll have minor finals, we'll have senior finals. Of course, we won't have a minor Camogie final. Mm. Um, that is the controversy that happened a couple of weeks and months ago, and there has been no progression when it comes to that, which is. A pity uh, Cork are defending all Ireland minor camogie champions um, so it is a pity that they won't be able to defend that crown this year um, but yeah Cork do have so the, the draw was made for the camogie championship there a couple of weeks ago and Cork were drawn in, in a pretty um, tough group it can be said so they do have Galway in that group who are defending all Ireland senior camogie champions and they also have Offaly um, and Wexford in that group too Offaly um, do struggle I suppose at the senior grade and Wexford of course have had uh, a number of difficulties over the last number of seasons trying to, to, to feel teams um, but they, they, they do have a strong tr- tr- tradition and culture mm-hmm. um, within uh, Camogie so yeah that is the group that Cork have to face and two will come out of that so all eyes will be on that Galway clash I think Yeah looking forward uh, to that when it uh, gets up uh, and uh, running and there was an article uh, during the week that you were talking to me about um, and that we were looking at um, the 50 best Camogie players from the past 50 years and a number of Cork players obviously because uh, <laughs> Cork is class Absolutely so yeah I think across lockdown we've seen a number of these lists different yeah. types of lists like everyone there's been a different caveat added to each list but Clina Foley in the examiner um, last week uh, published her top 50 camogie players of the last 50 years mm-hmm. um, so there are obviously some other names that might jump to your mind but aren't included on this considering it does only um, go back the last 50 years so the top 10 I suppose I'll quickly run through there are a couple of core conclusions on that um, in number 10 we've Anne Dalton who is Kilkenny then at 9 we've Wexford's Kate Kelly 8 we've Ursula Jacob from uh, also from uh, Wexford, so you'll, you'll know her from the Sunday game. Mm-hmm. Seven, and Downey. Uh, six, we have our first Cork inclusion, Rena Buckley, and I think no one can have any complaints <laughs> no, over no that. that. <laughs> um, then at five, we have Linda Melrick, also from Cork, so not um, of the current era, not too long ago, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at four, we have Deirdre Hughes from Tipperary. In three, another Cork inclusion, Sandy Fitzgibbon. Um, at two, then we have the great Gemma O'Connor. Um, mm-hmm. Again, an inclusion that no one can really dispute um, her performance in the in the twenty. 90 or 2018 all Ireland I should say was um, fantastic she wasn't going to make that through injury but she ended yeah. up doing doing so um, and then at number one we have the other and uh, the other Downey sister Angela um, and both Angela and Anne of course are um, at the helm of Kilkenny Camogie over the last couple of years stepping away for this season um, a number of other Cork girls just to, do, to give a brief mention to that were included in that top 50 list of Mary McCarthy and then we also have Mary O'Leary Jennifer O'Leary um, who else do we have here we have Mary O'Connor Orla Cotter again of the, of the current era um, Fiona O'Driscoll uh, numerous Cork players making that list um, Aoife Murray there as well who just recently retired um, so yeah it's a, a very Cork heavy list mm-hmm. but I think when we look at the, the role, role of honour over the last couple of years it's uh, there's no Certainly disputing that right, yeah. absolutely uh, Cork is class basically <laughs> alright just to wrap up the show we're going to talk uh, athletics we heard that uh, from Lizzie Lee uh, last we're going to hear the second part of that interview today she says she's undecided as to whether 
whether she'll try to qualify for the Tokyo Olympics which will be held next year. She's been chatting to Oshin Langan uh, about uh, how her running career has changed since the Olympic Games in Rio and uh, how the running community uh, handled the COVID lockdown. This is at the announcement of the KBC Virtual Dublin Marathon which is taking place uh, in October. What do you get out of marathon running? And I know in some ways you're an extreme example because you're an Olympian so it's obvious what you get. You're a top-end athlete but you actually started quite late. Like you didn't start proper athletics till you were in your early 20s or late 20s, I beg your pardon. So you actually do get what someone who run a marathon in six hours gets. You, you get why people do it. Why do people do it? What's, um, if, what do you if, get out of it? If I've learned one thing in lockdown, well, I've learned a few things in lockdown. I think we all have. Um, but one thing that I can take away from it all is that I absolutely love running. I love it. I was coming back from, I got back from running after my baby Jess a bit too soon. I was injured January and February. And in March, the day Leo announced the lockdown, I had, uh, I had run 30 minutes. And I built it up throughout lockdown. And my joy, my bliss, my favorite part of every day throughout all of this has been 7am runners on gone. Um, and I'm a mom to three small kids. Right. And I'm on maternity leave and my husband's working from home and I was homeschooling a junior infant and I had a toddler and I was breastfeeding a small baby and to get out the door and just do the 10 miles and to push my body and to come because I was getting fit through this. I'm still not fully fit and um, to, to get that feeling coming in with the burning lungs and the so tired legs and it's just the endorphins. So it, it, to me, it's not a chore training for a marathon because I just love the feeling of how my body feels when I'm doing all this and how I feel when I'm gone from the house and nobody can ring me and nobody can get me and no one can follow me to the toilet um, because that's what you've got when you three small kids at home. So I just, you know, and, and I suppose, look, winning and racing, that's obviously fun. But if I never, if, if I was given a choice of never racing again or just running, I mean, I, the, the just running part, people just love running and we need it. And I've had this conversation about the mental health during lockdown with so many runners and everyone agrees that like, if you were a runner, at least we had the 2K and you could get out. Um, and that was just so important and made the days so much easier. So it, what I'm saying, I suppose, is that for me, running isn't a chore. I know a lot of people say to me, I don't like running or whatever, but yeah, I love it. And I love the way it makes me feel. And there is nothing, maybe having a baby, up there with crossing the finish line of marathon. There's, you know, it's just the elation and the, and because you've pushed yourself as far as you can go. And then you push yourself for another two miles. And it's just a fabulous feeling. It's, there's nothing like it. Now you mentioned there that running maybe had a bit of a renaissance during the lockdown because the gyms were closed, pitches were closed. So the only thing you could do was go for a run. Now, not everyone is up to the 26 miles of a marathon yet, but with the KBC Virtual Race Series, they can build up to it and they can find out more about that at kbcdoublemarathon.ie. What's your advice for that, for building up? For, for, so what a lot of, uh, what I've seen a lot of is that um, people aren't taking rest days. Because in normal life, we have races. So we, 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 we do six weeks or five weeks of hard training and then you might do a race or a park run or whatever and you take a few days off before the park run and you freshen up. And that's not happening. And also people want to, like I just said, they want to get out of the house, right? Because they're working from home and the whole lot and they just want their sanity. So what I would say is build it up. There's a 5 to 10% rule I always give people if they're, if they're starting out. Build it up 5 or 10% a week village um, because if you do too much too soon 
I often get people say to me, I can't run. And I usually when I dig down into it, they'll say something like, well, I tried five days in a row last week and I got chin splints. That's, you can't just go from nothing to five days in a row. So you have to build, there's so many plans online and KBC have plans um, for building up. So you build up gradually and um, find a local group. There's groups everywhere now and they're starting back. I mean, the Mardike track is open as of today. Um, groups are starting back. We're allowed to train now. Um, so find a local group and consistency. That's good advice there from uh, Lizzie Lee talking about uh, the KBC uh, Dublin Virtual Marathon which is taking place in October and just advice for running in general. I started running recently actually Lauren Um, so I've really really enjoyed it. I used to hate running. Um, I, I couldn't couldn't handle it and I just started running and I've been running like 5Ks and 10Ks and 15Ks and I've really, really enjoyed it. And again, as Lizzie said, I think it's just time out of the house that I'm enjoying more than the running. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely a, an activity that takes a little bit of time to, to start to really enjoy with them and yeah. you do, I think there's no going back. Just me and my headphones, I'm just happy out. As Lizzie says, no one can phone you, no one can get into <laughs> you. You're very out mindful. of the house. So that's Very what I'm enjoying. So yeah, you'll see me running around Watergrass Head with a big sweaty head in me uh, a couple of times this week. Uh, but that's it from us for our show. Thank you very much indeed uh, for tuning our way. Uh, we're back next Saturday and Sunday from 6pm. Thank you to Lauren for guest hosting for the last two weeks. Thanks for having have me. Have you enjoyed Rory? it? I really have. Yeah, getting stuck into some Cork GA and Cork Sport in general is always good. <laughs> we'll make you a Cork woman yet. No, no, really Cork woman yet anyway. <laughs> All right. Uh, Green and Red's up next. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday evening, folks. Podcast online very, very shortly too. Good night. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Corks Red FM.